Welcome to Pat Sherlock's podcast series, interviews with top mortgage sales leaders. Learn practical tips for improving sales management results. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Pat Sherlock, and welcome to the podcast. Today's topic is the future of video selling in origination. It's a terrific topic. I'm thrilled to have our expert today is Otway Wallace, who is SVP and Director of Sales at South State Bank. Otway has been at many of the uh, large companies within mortgage banking, including SunTrust, Wachovia, Bank of America. Hi, Otway. Good morning, Pat. How are you? Good. Well, this is a great topic, but before we jump into that, um, let's talk about your own career. So how did you get into mortgage banking and particularly how did you get into managing? So it's a great question, Pat, and I'm really excited to be here with you today to discuss uh, th this topic, which is so relevant today, the, uh, using video and sales. So how did I get in the business 35 years ago? This is not a real sexy story, but just graduated from college and was looking for a job. And I got two offers, one to sell vacuum cleaners and the other was originate mortgages for a bank in South Carolina. And I'll say that was the first good decision I ever made <laughs> was I accepted the role as an originator and uh, drove from Virginia, South Carolina. They put me straight on the street originating in retail mortgage 35 years ago. That was a hard decision, right? <laughs> vacuum cleaners and mortgage. I'm embarrassed to say it was hard, you know, because <laughs> when you're you're little or coming out of college, I was like, gosh, this sounds like a great opportunity. I think I can sell these vacuum cleaners. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, as you know, when you get in the mortgage business, it's been incredibly uh, good to me, and have I, you know, I got in management. I'll say ten years after I started originating, and and it, it's just been a great great ride uh, and it's been so been so fortunate to be in business so what was the best advice that you got about managing when you jumped into that after i guess 10 years of originating i go back and it's probably about 10 years after i just started managing and a senior leader at an organization i was with said you know you young people you just go too fast slow down I was ambitious and, and always wanted to be successful and it just didn't, that didn't sync with me, but this was a senior leader who I respected and he said, you know, just make a plan with clear goals, slow down, be patient, don't take any shortcuts and don't compare yourself to other people. And, you know, Pat, now I have children who are out in the workplace and I console them on the phones at night and, and I'm hearing the same thing. They're ready to, move to the next thing and frustrated and so i do think patience is an incredibly valuable tool particularly for young folks well there's so much ups and downs in business that that is really great advice were there books that made an, uh, an impact on you on the topic of managing were you one to do that the best book i've read recently and I, I'll, I'll tell you with technology and so forth books aren't what they used to be but i read a great book it's called work rules written by laszlo bach i don't know if you've read it but i uh, have it, it is a written great back book. In two, yes it's yeah great. Two, it, it's about five years old but he laszlo's as you probably know the head of google and um I'm, I'm real big into the culture how important cultures are in organization I'm, I'm really passionate about youth 
and creating an environment that, that people can come to where they feel like it's energizing and they can contribute. And I, that book really resonated with me. In fact, I used it as with my team in a former uh, role, we kind of had book club where mm -hmm. we assigned out chapters. And as, before we started our meetings, we would do kind of a 10 minute debrief on a different component of that book. And we really got a lot out of it. Yeah, it was a pretty remarkable book. There's actually a, a, a new book out by the head of Netflix that I think is also pretty remarkable because it is all about culture and, and getting the sales organization uh, in the right setup. So again, that's a great one, and I'm glad you recommended it. So Otway, when you look at your greatest victory, I mean, you've, you've accomplished a lot. What is it that you're most proud of? I've been very fortunate in my career. I have had a lot of different opportunities, roles, organizations, and had had the honor and privilege to lead some great teams who've done some great things. And like so many other folks, I think, you know, have had production mountaintops, as it were, and promotions or awards. And those are nice. But in my experience, Pat, those kind of fade for me. I, you know, the older I get, the more I understand my purpose is around being relevant in other people's journeys. So as I was thinking about this, I, you know, my greatest victory literally happened this past Monday night at eight o'clock. And, it, and I'll see if I can find it. It was a text I got from uh, a young lady that I work with at a former organization. And she said, I had to tell you, I took a huge leap of faith and you were responsible for so much of my development. I can't thank you enough for your words of wisdom, encouragement, and championship while we were together. We just announced today that I will be leading digital commerce for the entire consumer bank. So blessed to have you in my life. Thank you for pushing me to fly. So, Pat, you know, that, <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, that brought a tear to my eye. And right. those other things are nice, but they don't make me cry. So uh, hopefully uh, I don't have those all the time, but hopefully that they will continue to happen. No, and that's a that's a great thing, and I'm so glad you brought something like that up because it, it is true. The awards fade, but how you impact people makes such a big difference. So, on the reverse side, what was the greatest lesson that you learned in your career? When you say greatest, I think what you're saying is hardest, or that's how I read <laughs> right. read your question. Right. Um, for me, it, it, it I say was the recognition that we're all stewards in our career. You know, none of us would have the jobs we're in today if we didn't bring something special to the story we're in. Uh, of course, we have to own what we do and do our absolute best, bring something, you know, unique and aspirational to the chapter of the story we're in. But but what I've learned is make no mistake, it's all temporary and, and that it's important not to connect your personal identity too closely to your job or role or company because, you know, as I said, make no mistake, there's change around the corner, definitely. Uh, and there's usually someone better and different that can do what you're doing. And hopefully you just hired them and you're developing. But uh, so I've kind of understood and embraced this concept of stewardship. We're all just blessed temporarily with, 
with all that we've been given. Well, that's really a great point, which is really, I think, leads into the topic we're going to talk about today, the future of video selling and origination. Obviously, with all that's gone on this year, uh, remote selling is the way of life for most people. So talk about your thoughts on the video component of it. And a lot of times what I see is sometimes originators don't want to do video and they really need to grasp the skill set for that. Yeah, great point. And as I said, I'm, I'm I'm really excited to talk about this. It's a little bit of a stretch because even though video, you know, we'll call it FaceTime, it's been around for years, there's this human hesitancy to embrace it for whatever reason. And the irony is we're in this environment where we're we're all doing it every day. So and and then, you know, as we as you know, in the mortgage industry, we've had to adapt to the use of and leveraging of technology. And we have an aging workforce who, you know, we've been working very, very hard to kind of lead these horses to water. So it's it's an incredibly important and timely topic. I I do want to share a hilarious story that happened to me if I can to kind of before we get too deep in this topic. We were on we had a meeting not long ago, senior leaders in, in our organization, and we were talking, we had met with some other, higher, I'll say higher ups to kind of roll through a process on video. And this is within the last couple of months. And we were sitting there and anybody that's done these video conferences, all of a sudden I heard snoring. <laughs> and it was clear as day, somebody, was snoring very loudly on this video call. And of course, you know, some people are on video and some people are not. And some a, a friend of mine texted me and was like, do you hear what I hear? I think somebody's asleep on this call. So we laughed about it. We're like, it had to have been some other audio malfunction. And then a couple of weeks later, we had the same call. We were going through it. And darn, if that snoring didn't happen, as you know, you can look on the side of the uh, of your video and see the little sound waves. And I looked and I saw beside a coworker the sound waves, and she was on video. And then I saw an, a huge English bulldog walk through the room, and I thought, "Oh my goodness!" And I called her afterwards, and I said, "I won't say her name, but I said, do your bulldogs?" by any chance sleep under your desk and she was like in fact they do and i said do they snore i was like oh my gosh you better uh i said you know you everybody could hear the snoring and uh, we were all laughing so hard because we were sure that the higher-ups were <laughs> so bored with the presentation they were asleep so the moral of the story is you got to be careful you have to be thoughtful about these video calls Oh, no question about it. It's a different skill set for, uh, for people. And I can relate to that story because actually my uh, golden retriever sits underneath my desk. So well, anyway, talk yeah. a little bit more about this whole video component. Although obviously yeah. with COVID, it's caused and remote selling. Uh, do you think it's actually going to go back to what it was before or we're now going to be doing this? going forward, even regardless of when everything kind of gets back to normal? Yeah, I mean, that that's really a, an important question. And I mean, uh, my quick answer is no, I don't think it'll go back. I mean, and, you know, so let, let me go back. Mortgage business is a technology business today. It's table stakes. 
younger folks coming into the business, they don't have to think about leveraging technology, whether it's, you know, on online business model or leveraging social media. It's a given for them, the younger folks. But as you know, our average age is what I'll call too old, over 50. And we've got to build youth, I mean, for the business to survive and thrive, more and more is going online. The direct model is so important. Um, so I, and, and then you layer on top of that what COVID has done to our business environment. This is the part where I think it's exciting. The world has already changed, Pat. Mm-hmm. And you brought, you kind of, you pointed to it, which is it's right here before our eyes. And I don't believe we're taking advantage of it the way we should. And, I, and I'm going to be a little vulnerable and say, I think, because I felt a little bit like this, we went into this pandemic and we went home. We didn't know how long we were going home. We've all been at home waiting, finger quotes, for this thing to end. And while we've been waiting, we have not kept up with our, what I'll call sales or business development rigor and regiment. And we're still waiting for that to end. And as we are all watching in the news and listening, this thing's not going to end for a while. And so I think, I think, you know, call to action is, A, it won't end for a while. We can't continue to sit on our hands while we're waiting. And then B, even when it goes back to normal, to your point, I believe there'll be a new normal and more progressive, younger uh, dynamic uh, originators will leverage video. So I think it's really something we should begin to talk more and more about. So I mean, when you look at, in your own experience, and again, you've been at so many of the large companies in mortgage banking, do you see a difference between the top producers adopting these types of tools and what we really are talking about or the lower performers? Or, or how do you see that uh, playing out? As always, I think anything that's new, cutting edge, and particularly adds new value and creates efficiencies and productivities will be a top producer. This will be a top producer modality, without a doubt. So, you know, I don't, you could argue that it's, it'll be important. In fact, in my, one of my previous roles, I led a consumer direct channel. We talked about video a lot. I really see it as being even more important for retail. Uh, because of the importance of relationships. I mean, you know, relationships, whether in your direct model or retail model, are always critical. And the thing that we've lost, if, if we don't use video today, we're missing the opportunity to connect on a human level with referral sources and our clients and friends that's, that we're using, ironically, every day for what I'll call a, a rote or meaningless meeting. Uh, internally, but we're not leveraging it extra. So when you look at it, and I always find it interesting, and I'm sure this is your experience also, is that if you look at the real estate agent, they have adopted the video component a lot faster than you see it on the originator side. And I find that really interesting because I think going forward, uh, realtors aren't necessarily in their office anyway. And now with all of this, it's interesting where you see the realtor has moved to this direction, but the loan officer still may not be doing that. 
Absolutely. And, you know, it's it's back to the point we've we've made earlier, which is we can lead some old horses to the water or we can continue to hire young horses who just instinctively go to the water. A little bit more on the let's talk about the modality. I mean, I think I want to be clear. It's not just about showing up on webcam. I think to your point, realtors are already at home. And loan officers will be, too, by the way, when this is over. I mean, we're not talking about mandating people going back and sitting in the office. As we've all talked, I think, you know, the nature of our workforces has already changed, but it will be changed permanently. And so we must begin to leverage this video technology because it's gotten better and better. So as I was saying, you know, a phone or an email, it's so much less personal. And when you can do video, and it's if it's done right, and I think, Pat, that's a huge if. You've got to do this right. You've got to plan it, prepare, you know, rehearse. If it's done right, I think you can make a connection on a human level mm-hmm. and begin and build trust and relationships that is impossible to do, uh, you know, on a regular phone call or an email. Um, So I think that's what's exciting. No, I agree with you completely. And we only have a few more minutes left. And so do you see the companies, lenders will, in other words, be hiring people again and targeting people that actually in the interview process are using video. So therefore they can see the person's ability in video. Do you see that becoming an issue? And I know you've you've done a lot around hiring and profiling, but that, I mean, that's a critical interview uh, kind of, you know, prerogative is, can you do a video interview and how do you, how well do you do? So I think that's a great idea. A couple of quick thoughts, you Mm -hmm. know, we, we've recently just on kind of different ideas around this, we've recently did a seminar where you can bring in, for example, a financial advisor from your private banking group, meet with Mm -hmm. a couple of realtors, that financial advisor could present, you know, managing your retirement assets. So you can bring in an expert. Think about that. Bringing in guest speakers, creating a mini seminar, adding value, having the facial expressions in the dialogue in the Q&A. That's one idea. Another idea, this is huge for originators. I was always going out talking about my processor or loan officer assistant or underwriter. You can show up with your whole team anytime you want. Here's Betty. Here's Jonathan. Here's Otway. Here's what they do. Let me let them tell you a little bit about what they do. I think that's really, really critical. I mean, just there's some huge opportunities with video that you do not and cannot do you know, getting in your car, going out and, you know, sitting in somebody's conference room. That's a great point and a great idea. I'm so glad that you raised that because I do think that video should be looked at as a positive and not as a negative. And so you're exactly right. I want to thank you, Otway, for sharing your thoughts today. And I certainly want to ask everyone to rate this podcast. And you can go to BetSherlock.com for information about our services and sign up for my weekly sales blog. Thanks so much, Otway. Pat, it's been a pleasure.